Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes. Again, another late one uh, post-game after the Coyotes' victory over the Edmonton Oilers on Monday night. So we'll jump into that in a moment. Again, as always, we'll update the news and notes. Uh, but yeah, let's jump right into it. The Coyotes uh, taking on the Western Conference best team, and they came out with a victory. It sure didn't look like that would be the case early on. Not the greatest of starts for the Coyotes. They let Connor McDavid score, and on a, a lot of his goals, a great individual effort by him. Took the puck from the neutral zone and uh, bolted in, and then was able to put one past Darcy Kemper on a nifty little move. So he got the scoring started early, 131. But two minutes, uh, or a minute and 59 later, it was Michael Grabner, his fourth of the season to tie the game. And Carl Soderberg scores his fourth at 8.52 of the second. And then uh, Haas able to tie it for Edmonton at the... 15-19 mark of the third. So right before the end of the third period, Gaten Haas getting his first of the season from Benning and Russell. And then in overtime, Derek Stepan, his second goal of the season. And that's his first since opening night. It comes in overtime as a beautiful feed from Nick Schmaltz as the puck in the Coyotes' end. Schmaltz was able to strip it and got a stride ahead on Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Schmaltz coming in feels Nugent Hopkins on his hip gives a quick pass to Stepan who fires it right past Koskinen for the victory so the Coyotes a huge win for them a team that uh, coming off a, a victory against I, what I think at the end of the year will be the Central's best team I think that will all depend on when Ranton and Landeskog get back uh, when we're uh, in the avalanche but for uh, the Coyotes, they take on the Pacific's best team, the team that they've been chasing in the standings. And even though they did allow Edmonton to pick up a point, which could be able to, you know, at, at the end of the year, you're talking about maybe some positioning that, that could come back to, to haunt the Coyotes. But uh, what's most important for them is they got the two points and a game that, you know, I wouldn't say it's a trap game, but you're playing a team that feeling real good about themselves. Maybe have what I think the two best forwards in the NHL, and got to find a way to beat them. Their old head coach, um, and they did. They found the way to get in there, and and they picked up a huge victory as um, a victory that starts to. Not necessarily pull them closer, but lets them even keep up with everybody in that Pacific Division. I mean, they <clears throat> able to pick up that win. They're at nine four and one now. Taking a look at um, NHL.com, it doesn't look like the standings are updated quite yet, as they still have the Coyotes listed at nine four and one. We'll take a look. Uh, luckily for me, I have. Uh, the PlayStation on right before I recorded this. Got a chance to uh, watch the condensed game. Caught uh, bits and pieces of it, but got to see the uh, most important parts as well. See if they have those updated here in 
in the NHL app uh, on the PlayStation 4, the NHL TV app. And it looks like those are not updated quite yet as well as the Coyotes are listed still at uh, 9 or at 8, 4, and 1. So um, <clears throat> from the updated standings, just kind of eyeballing it from the scores today. For sure, the Coyotes now have 19 points, which would tie them with Anaheim. And um, the moment that would keep them in the wildcard spot, Anaheim uh, does have nine regulation and overtime victories. All nine of their wins coming in regulation and overtime. Coyotes now have eight. Uh, and then in the West, uh, only one other team played in the West. That was Nashville. And we'll get to their final in just a moment. But the Coyotes uh, take a look at some of uh, those stats is it's the first of a back-to-back and kind of a weird schedule for Arizona. They play in Edmonton, Calgary tomorrow, and then they come back home for the Blue Jackets on Thursday. So a little quick Canadian road trip, but a team that's been out on the road a lot lately, and um, they're still finding ways to win. And that means you know, the Coyotes go out on these road trips, and, and if they're able to pick up these points that when it really comes time and and they're getting a little bit deeper into the season, a lot more home games, obviously, and a chance to really pick up points at home, be comfortable, not have to travel as much, not have to take those longer, uh, the longer road trips that can beat up teams and, and demoralize them, especially if they start losing. So good to get some of the, the longer road trips out of the way. You don't think that Edmonton and Arizona, obviously it's, the Western Conference, right? Uh, a, you know, you don't think, oh, it's cross, cross, or uh, cross conference. It's not cross country, but um, a flight from uh, Edmonton to, uh, or from Arizona to Edmonton, it's pretty long. Edmonton, the northernmost city in the National Hockey League, so um, not the easiest of trips uh, taking a look at a flight a non-stop flight now this is according to google maps three hours and 20 minutes so even though it's still western conference it's a it's a long flight it's not the easiest flight in the world so um the coyotes even though it's still in interdivisional interconference it's uh it's a long road trip um in terms of the mileage and the time, too, right? They have to head over to Calgary tomorrow and play in Calgary and then come right on back for the Blue Jackets on Thursday. So busy week for the Coyotes. But it starts out with a very important victory over the division's best team. And for Tuesday's game, uh, if you're sitting around waiting for the game to come on, you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, you, which is our listener, can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Once again, $5 off the first order of $15 when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Once again, another uh, late podcast on uh, Monday night. Um, get a chance to drive into work on Tuesday and uh, listen to Locked on Coyotes, or even if you're up pretty late at night here, and myself, I'm a little bit of a night owl, so wouldn't blame you 
if you were. Uh, but either way, appreciate you listening. And uh, for the Coyotes again, a large victory for them, beating the Edmonton Oilers, a team that, uh, you know, I, I think the Oilers are a good team. And I think they're definitely going to be in it longer than they were in years past. But uh, I just, with the amount of pressure and the amount of work that's put on McDavid and Dreisaitl, I mean, right now, plus five goal differential, which isn't awful, right? Not not the worst in the world, but uh, Vancouver, who's right on their heels at plus 19, and the Coyotes now at plus 11. Um you take a look at, at those goal differentials. Plus six, I mean, it's not, you know, Anaheim has struggled as of late. The last 10, 5, 4, and 1. Um, the Oilers, now in their last 10 games, and nearly the same. So, um, and a team that uh, picked up their second loss, Coyotes, becoming uh, pretty pretty good experts on the road, obviously, they've played a lot more. They're at 5-2-1. and one. That is eight road games to their uh, six home games so far. Not as unbalanced as at least you, you would think. Uh, but the Coyotes, uh, a big win and an important one to show, to really make a statement, right? I think a lot of people are, I wouldn't say, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't think it's a case of... The Coyotes, I don't think a lot of people think the Coyotes are going to necessarily peel off, but this team is hot right now. It's a team that is very consistent. Again, I I get a chance to watch uh, most games, you know, at least catch bits and pieces, and obviously I get a chance to watch the Coyotes a lot more, but the Coyotes right now seem to be the, the most consistent team. I, I'm never worried about how they're going to play. Every night, I don't think you'll get a fluctuating performance, whereas I don't know if I can say that about a lot of teams in the NHL right now. I think Vancouver is one of those teams, again, surprising. that That's just like the Coyotes, right? At first, I thought they were going to kind of fall off the table. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's not, and, and that Canucks team is very talented. Um, Anaheim worries me. I don't think they're deep enough. Vegas, uh, you know, I... I don't expect anything consistent out of that. Like they're at eight, five, and two, right? Eighteen points, and they're right there in the thick of things. But man, you just sometimes you watch them play, and you just don't you don't know. I just don't know what to expect of Vegas every night. I know they're going to be really talented up front, but I also know they're going to struggle in the back end. And it depends on whether Mark Andre Fleury will bail them out or not. They still can't find that consistent uh, goaltender. Um, I mean, you take a look even in the central right now for Colorado, it's hard to, to tell. I think uh, you're starting to see how important Landis Cog and Rantanen are there to them. Nashville, I think, uh, I wouldn't say too inconsistent. I think it's a team that uh, away from Tennessee can have a hard time. They're 3-2 and two with their victory over the Red Wings tonight on the road, but 6-2-2 two and two at home, so... Again, I always want to defend home ice and, and want to have a great home record. But the Coyotes are, are a team, especially in the West, where I'm not I'm not concerned about how they're going to play. I'm not wondering, is it going to be a different team? What effort are they going to put? What, what are they going to bring to the table night in and night out? I think you know 
what they're going to bring. I think always the question is, is are they going to score? And I think that's more of just you watch them early in the season, you watch them last year struggle to score. And so you, you kind of worry that you know, is are these the games, are they going to hit a stretch where uh, they're having a hard time scoring? I mean, for a team that uh, now sits in a wild card spot, uh, 41 goals on the year, which isn't a ton. That's not a ton, especially when you compare it to some of the teams they're sitting in the mix with. Vancouver has 53, um, you know, Calgary has 48, Vegas 49. Edmonton now up to 46. A lot of those teams are pouring the puck in, but Coyotes have only allowed 30 goals this year, which uh, at the moment, far and away, the best total in the Western Conference. When you go take a quick peek at the East, uh, the Boston Bruins, who entered the night with 27 against, uh, gave up four, so they're at 31 goals against in the same amount of games the Coyotes have played, so... Um, the only team who is better is the New York Islanders at 29 goals against, and they on a nine are on a nine-game win streak. So, um, for the Coyotes, a team that you know, you again, it's not oh, is the other shoe gonna drop? Are they gonna, you know, when are they gonna fall off the table? Are they gonna peel out? Um, a team that is very consistent, night in, night out. You don't you don't guess what what they're gonna get, and again. It's the nature of the business. Not everybody's going to go 82-0. Everybody realizes that. Now, not that, oh, we're not going to go 82-0. We're not going to try and win every night. It's definitely not that type of mindset. But players understand you lose one. It, it doesn't hurt, especially early this early in the season. It's about picking it back up, getting back on the horse. The Coyotes now on a two-game win streak, right? They, they played a tough game or a, kind of a stinker against Montreal last Thursday. Went right back out, took it to the Avalanche, shut them out, and then go on a road and pick up a gutsy win against the, uh, going into the night, the Western Conference's, uh, tied for the Western Conference's best team with St. Louis. Picking up that point gives them sole possession of first place in the West in the Edmonton Oilers. So, gutsy win for the Arizona Coyotes, kind of taking a look at uh, the quick stats. Um, The... Shots on goal, uh, 28-24 in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. Again, that's the, the shooting percentage. Again, you hope, you, you think it's going to fall off at some point, and I think it'll decrease a little bit, but right now the Coyotes making the most of other opportunities now. Shot 9-3 in that third period, uh, but had the only two shots on goal in the overtime session. Again, Nick Schmaltz. Picks up yet another point and another assist. It's his ninth assist of the season. Um, that was on the overtime winner. Grabner's goal and Soderberg's goal, both unassisted. So uh, some pretty good individual efforts, especially uh, Michael Grabner with the quick shot uh, that got by Koskinen. And then uh, Soderberg on a two-on-one with Kraus decided with the quick shot. And he fired it past Koskinen, so... Um, pretty good night for the Coyotes when you look at assists for the Oilers. Dreisaitl, his 14th on McDavid's 7th goal of the year, and then Benning and Russell each got an assist on Gaten Haas's goal uh, right before the end of the third period. So, again, nothing flashy. It was a pretty grinded-out game, pretty slow it down. 
And that's what you want to do against the Oilers. McDavid and Drysdale, they want to fly, then, and the Oilers want to get them going. If you can grind it out, you can shut down the neutral zone, really kind of squeeze them out of it. It's one of those where that's what you want to do, and if you're able to limit the shot and, and the shot attempts and, and the amount of work your goaltenders face. Again, Cavaliers had 24 shots, but the Oilers had 28, so it's not like the Cavaliers were ran out of the building in the shot column. It a pretty tight game, pretty well defended. You expect that at especially Dave Tippett coach team. So Coyotes go on the road, uh, a gutsy road performance, pick up the two points and able to move uh, a couple points closer to try and establish a better footing, at least in the Pacific Division standings. Now we take a look at the action from Monday night. Uh, pretty uh, relatively busy night for a Monday, uh, decent amount of games for it to be exact uh, night open with a couple of well I guess uh, three East Coast uh, matchups Penguins and the Bruins the Bruins outlast Pittsburgh uh, six to four uh, last going scored twice in the first period but then the Penguins um, who were down three nothing at one point uh, got four goals from Cahoon Bukestag Rust and Marino all in the second period, four and answered. It was four to three going to the break, and Marino's goal coming at 19:57. So, three seconds before the break, uh, Marino got the goal for them. But then, coming out of it, uh, Tory Krug at 8:14 of the third tied the game. Marshawn takes the lead at 18:03, and then Bergeron at 19:46. Uh, take a look at uh, the net. The uh, go down south just a little bit. You get to Madison Square Garden with the Senators. 6-2 winners over the Rangers. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, he scores twice. Uh, Tyler Ennis gets himself a power play goal. Ron Hainsey scores his first of the season. Brady Kachuk his fourth. And then Vladimir Nemestikov on the power play. Uh, big winners for the Senators who have won their fourth, or, uh, their fourth game of the season. And... Again, the Senators, even though they're not uh, very good in terms of the standings, it's still kind of a fun team to watch to see what they do, how they develop. Obviously, you wouldn't watch it over uh, any of the bigger games of the night, but if you kind of get a chance to take a peek at them, I like uh, you know one of those teams that you see what they have right now, and in a couple years, it could be a, a pretty legit uh, squad out there in Ottawa. Uh, elsewhere, you go to Detroit again. We mentioned this a couple times, but... Predators beat the Red Wings 6-1. to one. Uh, At the NCL, scores finally. He finally gets one for the Red Wings. A uh, guy in a contract here. Kind of similar to what uh, Duclair had, except on a bigger level during uh, Duclair's contract year. Just didn't couldn't get it going at the NCL. Finally gets one. See if that gets him going. But unfortunately, that was the only one Detroit would get as six unanswered. From the Predators, Bonino, Turris, Sissons, and Duchesne twice in the second. And then Philip Forsberg on the power play in the third. So Matt Duchesne fitting, fitting in well, a place that uh, he really wanted to go to. It expressed some interest in going. Uh, so, again, not uh, too crazy on a Monday night. Uh, take a look at the standings. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. As one, count it, one regulation loss for the Boston Bruins so far. They've won six straight. 
They are the league's second best team in terms of points, but uh, point percentage, they are the best. They've played 14 games. They have 24 points. Uh, Buffalo, who is, are losers of three straight. Again, Buffalo just uh, last two years have gotten off to a good start, but it's kind of fallen off the table for them. They're at 20, while on the other hand, the Panthers, who it took a second to get their motor running, but uh, they've won two straight, and they're 3-1-1 one, and one at home. So, um, again, uh, even though technically if you look at the record, they're 7-7, seven and seven, they've only lost three in regulation. So, picking up 18 points, jumping into that third spot in the Atlantic, and knocking yourself down to the Metro. Washington, again, per points, best team in the league, but they've played two more than Boston. They have 25 the Islanders on a nine-game win streak, 10-3-0 for 20 points. And the Hurricanes, who in the last 10, they're 5-4-1. Not uh, anything too special, especially the way they started, but still good enough for third place with 19 points. Pittsburgh, tough loss for them. They stay at 17 points and add a loss to their record. They're at 8-6-1. And, and the Maple Leafs, 7-5-1. Uh, they haven't played since Saturday. Montreal right behind them at 16 points. Uh, they had a pretty successful road trip, picking up wins against Arizona and Vegas last week. The Flyers at 14, and the Lightning in danger again. You talk about don't want to don't want to drop too far early in the season. It's a team that's only played uh, four home games so far to com compare to their nine road games, but uh, 14 points. The Blue Jackets at 13. I think it's. Uh, the loss of all that talent might be too much. The Rangers, who I thought were on their way to turning it around, uh, they're at 11, and they took a big loss tonight to the Senators. The Devils at 10, and the Senators and the Red Wings each at 9 points. In the Western Conference, St. Louis at 21. Nashville, with their win, goes to 20 and 9, 4-2 record. Colorado, 8-4-2. They are losers of 4 straight. The Oilers getting an overtime loss, so now they're at 22 points. Vancouver at 20. Uh, Vancouver is on an absolute tear. And so are the Arizona Coyotes, who uh, 14 games played, have jumped into the third-place spot in the Pacific Division with 19. Right behind him, the Anaheim Ducks, also with 19 points, but played two more games. And then the Vegas Golden Knights at 18. The Flames also at 18 again. Uh, they've played two more than the Knights. And that's who the Coyotes play tomorrow is the Calgary Flames. The Jets at 16. The Stars at 15. The Stars starting to uh, turn the course a little bit. They've won three straight, um, trying to climb their way back into the playoff race. The Blackhawks, um, four four and two in their last 10. So it's been kind of a weird start for them, but uh, they're slowly gathering points. They got to maybe get back at a quicker pace, but uh, Blackhawks maybe not dead just quite yet. The Kings at 10 points. The Wild at 9, and the Sharks, who have lost 5 straight, also at 9 points. In dead last in uh, the entire Western Conference. So, um, the only thing saving them from being uh, owners of last place in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Red Wings have played one more game than the San Jose Sharks. We'll take a quick uh, look at games tomorrow. Senators travel to the Islanders as the Islanders go for 10 straight. Hurricanes in Philly, the Golden Knights take on the Blue Jackets, the Bruins, and the Canadiens. Big rivalry night there. Kings travel to Toronto, take on the Maple Leafs. The Devils head to Winnipeg. 
the Avalanche and the Stars in Dallas. Coyotes again get to the southern part of Alberta to take on the Flames, the Blues and the Canucks, the Wild, the Ducks, and the Blackhawks Sharks to finish off the far west coast night. So a real big night of hockey on Tuesday. Excited to kind of dive in. And we will dive into the Coyotes uh, game against the Flames tomorrow, most likely. Again, will be a post-game podcast, so uh, tune in late. Uh, listen on your way into work. So, uh, big uh, opportunity for the Coyotes to pick up yet another gritty road win. We'll talk about that. And again, as always, update you on uh, league stats, league news, uh, especially that is pertaining to the Coyotes. So, my name is Seth Askelson. You can follow me on Twitter at saskelson96. Once again, that is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we hope you stay locked on Coyotes.